Hey everybody, on today's episode of the Thrive Podcast, I will be interviewing Amy Sylvester, and today we're going to be discussing how to handle the coronavirus as a family. Many of you have students that are home now from school, and you could be stuck with your student for one day, five days, maybe it's been 10 days, or two weeks or a month, I don't know. But today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be discussing practical things that you can be doing as a family that way you guys don't kill each other you know so i hope you enjoy this episode of today's podcast what's up everybody so i've got amy sylvester on the line with me uh amy so you're from chicago so what is chicago like right now with the coronavirus and what are are you locked in your house are you being able to travel any or what's going on in chicago yeah we are about 30 minutes from Chicago, 40 minutes depending on traffic, um, maybe like 25 from the O'Hare area where the airport is. So we are not like, no one is making us do anything that I've seen. Like no one has like enforced like being home. We've just chosen to be as cautious as possible. And we've been home for a week today. Um, because there have been, you know, reported cases pretty close to us. And so just to be on the safe side and they say like you can be a carrier without having any symptoms. And so I don't think we've been exposed, but for those who are most vulnerable, we're just trying to do our part and stay home. So my husband has to go to work each day. Thankfully he doesn't work with lots and lots of people. Um, and he says like the roads are pretty quiet. And, um, yeah, like everything's like, there are some things that are open, but it's mostly like grocery stores, gas stations, that kind of thing. And I, we, he's, thankfully he's been sweet to me. Like he'll come home, change his clothes, shower, like just again, to do every precaution that we can. Um, and doing the whole social distancing and that kind of thing at work. So that's what he's been doing for himself and our family and everyone. So that's, that's kind of what the lay of the land is for our family. And then just for here. Again, I haven't been out for a week, but based on what he said, the roads are getting quieter each day. Um, so that's what it's like here. I mean, they did close schools um, and they um, like bars, restaurants, all that have been closed except for takeout um, for the area. So is it similar in Charlotte? Yeah, I would say here in, in Charlotte, we just found out yesterday that uh, restaurants were to be closed and so we have drive-through is open and takeout from restaurants is, mm -hmm. is available but yeah it's crazy like it's it's mm -hmm. really sad because they're seeing a lot of people going unemployed or having to be uh, released from their job and so yeah. it's it's really sad it's, it's really sad I, I know there's a, a restaurant right by the church that I work at. And just last week I, I met someone who worked there who was a single mom and uh, she was one of, of many of the employees there that had, that had to get let go because the restaurant yeah. just couldn't su support them. Right. Yeah. It's very scary because it's like, obviously everyone's worried about health and keeping everyone healthy and, um, away from the virus, but then there's that direct impact of the finances like right away, especially if you're someone who's hourly or, um, which I am, um, 
you know, it, I can see like it's an immediate um, effect on your family. Um, so I, I'm, it's a very scary time. I yes. think too, it's, it's not like, you know, um, with uh, 9-11 when that happened, that was a scary time, but it was in some ways short-lived in the sense that like the, everything came to a halt. Everything kind of came to a screeching halt, like flying and that kind of thing. But within a few days, even though the sadness was here and all that, and obviously the loss of life and it was a painful time, but in terms of like everyone going to work and like I was in, I was in grad school at the time, like I still went to class, like your life kind of went back. Whereas like with this, it's like, there's not really, well, when will we resume, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's also another like added fear of, um, we don't have a timeline or anything. Yeah. So how are you, how are you handling things as a parent? You have two boys at home mm -hmm. that um, you just said how you've been at home with them for the, the past week. How are you, how are you handling it as a, as a mom with your, mm -hmm. your two boys? Like I know uh, kids can have a lot of questions. So how are you, mm -hmm. how are you handling it as a mom? Well, my first response when you said, how am I handling is I was like, how am I handling it? Like emotionally for myself um, yesterday was not great. Um, and I've lost my village to raise my boys. You know, it's like, I, I have been homeschooling Graham, who is a kindergartner this year. So that's not new, but we have a lot of resources for that. And he, um, we can go to our library and he can go play at the gym for two hours and get, you know, and be with friends and we have our church community. And so in the sense of like, yes, I've been homeschooling him all year. Um, and so that part's not new, but the, all the elements that we add into that homeschooling plan and the routine, sorry, we have a Bible study we go to and there are other families there, other kids there for him and then an outlet for me. And so it's just now it's all on us just being home. And so just handling it myself actually to not have any like other support in that has been difficult just as a mom to to, I, I've seen little memes going around of like, it's like, you're trying to work. You're trying to be a mom. You're trying to be a teacher, you're trying to be a cook. Everybody needs a snack all the time. So, um, it, I, by the time I went to bed last night, I was like fried, you know, <laughs> just like totally, totally done. My attitude was bad, you know? Um, and it's like, I just, I, when I, pr I prayed, when I finally laid down, it's just like, Lord, I need you to be my strength because I, I think, lots of moms and dads can feel like there's not enough of them to go around in a normal scenario. And then you add all of this onto it. Um, so, and then, um, we do have a seven month old baby as well. And so he's obviously not asking any questions. Graham has asked some questions. It's very confusing why we can't go to some of his favorite places or he'll say, let's do this mommy. And I'm like, well, we will just not right now, you know? Um, and so, we are talking about it some, he's six, so he probably isn't asking questions like an older child may, but he has asked some, and um, he's even gotten a little bit emotional, like, what's going on, you know, um, this, you know, even called it the stupid virus, you know, like, <laughs> um, because it's, he doesn't, I, he couldn't even tell you what a virus is, I don't think, um, other than he, he's probably picked up on that people get sick, but 
um, we've just basically said, buddy, like right now we're just going to be home as a family. Daddy will go to work and come back. And um, we are trying to have a routine, which again, with homeschooling, we've been sort of doing that anyway with, but now we're just like not leaving. So um, it's not worked. Almost every day I've said, this is what we're going to get done. And we've not gotten it all done. And that is just okay. I think that is just where we are. Like I, um, you just have to kind of do what you can do and we're all going to be okay in the end of it. You know, it's like, um, everything may not look like you thought it was going to. Um, so. Yeah. I, I love just how, uh, real and vulnerable that you're being right now. And, um, I think a lot of times as adults, especially adults with kids or teenagers, in times like this, it feels like that we have to put a mask on and act like that we're okay because we got to be the strong ones in the family. Right. We got to show that our children that everything's going to be okay. But mm-hmm. in reality, there's a bunch of unknowns. Like we, like you said mm-hmm. earlier, we don't know when we're going to be able to go back to school. We don't know right. the exact day when restaurants are going to open back up. Like we don't, there's a lot of unknowns. So what right. advice would you give to a, a parent who might be listening to this and in terms of being real and, and mm-hmm. vulnerable with, with your kids and telling them mm-hmm. sometimes just letting them inside. And it might, when you let them inside of how you're feeling, it might be you break down crying or maybe it's right. you say, Hey, I don't know what's happening. Like what kind of advice would you give to a parent who might be wrestling with opening up to their kid? Yeah. Um, I think there are different approaches and I'm certainly not an expert, but I think, Um, just, uh, I won't go all into this, but just a backdrop with our family. We have a third sweet boy in heaven named Hudson. Um, and he passed away actually tomorrow's the anniversary of his, his passing in 2016. Um, and he had heart disease and I think just walking through that devastating journey, I've learned that it's powerful when we share our tears and again, you have to do it appropriately. Um, Graham was two when we lost Hudson. So obviously it's different than if he were older, but even now we talk about him and, um, actually wrote something for a blog post one time about show your, show your children, your tears, because I think it's really powerful and it helps, helps a child grow qualities like resilience, um, that, and it, it is within looking that the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength that I'm not just picking myself up in this. And so like a time like now where you may be really fearful, you might be fearful that you're going to get sick or your parent or grandparents going to get sick. Or even, I know that a lot of children aren't getting this, but even that your child could get sick. Um, and those fears are kind of ruminating inside of you. And again, I think it's a balanced approach of giving them truth as you tell your tell yourself the truth from scripture, um, that God is always good. He is always loving, um, that his plan cannot be thwarted. He will not give his glory to another. Um, he's God and he's sovereign. Even in the midst of this crazy mess, he is completely in control, even though we are all out of control. Um, and to, just as we tell ourselves that we are telling those same truths to our children in an age appropriate way, while also letting them know like this is not easy. And um, I am not a great like faker in the sense of like, even with my friends, whatever, like I'm not great at just like 
being pretending how I'm doing. I'm pretty open. And so that goes into my parenting of like, you know, if I'm having a difficult day or whatever, again, in an age appropriate way, I try to convey that. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful, but I just think there's something really powerful about a parent being able to show their vulnerabilities to their kids, whatever their circumstances, because my hope is that as my kids grow up, they see, gosh, mommy really missed Hudson and mourned him and grieved over him. But she also was resilient and gave her life to the Lord and walked with the Lord and gave her life away in honor of Hudson. Um, and didn't just lay down and, and, and give up like you want to do when you're in a devastated place. And so I think that's probably my advice is to show your kids your tears sometimes. So, And I think we can be able to attach that blog post to the notes that you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. we, yeah. I can definitely do that. I'll make a note to find that. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Well, hey, so um, another question is, I know that a lot of times with families and whenever you're all in the same room together, you can tend to get on each other's nerves. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, what kind of advice would you give to that family who might just be struggling with trying to figure out how they can grow spiritually as a family? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, like we get on each other's nerves as a family whenever you're trapped inside a house, but this is also a precious time Mm-hmm. that we get together as a family where we get to grow closer to one another. Uh, mm-hmm. But also it's a time where we can grow spiritually. Right. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know why that is that family can push buttons more than anybody else. You love them the most, but then <laughs> they know all the things um, that can just grate on your nerves. Um, I, th- I mean, one thing is just like take the time you need as an indiv- individual when you can. And I say that as a mom who, Again, I have two small children that, you know, you kind of want to hide in the bathroom sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I would say when you can take, even if it's 15 minutes, just breathers from each other. Um, And again, I am not an expert. I'm still learning the parenting thing. But I think a big thing is to just try to be intentional. That's my word for the year is being intentional. And again, I've failed, <laughs> failed more than I've succeeded, but it's a help. It's a helpful reminder of like, let me make an intentional decision um, about where I spend my time or or whatever. So, um, I mean, it could be as simple as like creating like a personal little bucket list for the next two weeks of like, here are the things I want to read. Here are the things I want to do. This is how I want to spend, you know, here's a project at home that I've been putting off. Uh, and I know some people, if you're working from home, homeschooling and managing life, like, there may not be, may, may not be time to organize the garage, but for some people there is that space of like, okay, let me just tackle a project or two. And it also helps you feel like, you know, without purpose, we perish. And so just like anything from here is a book I want to try to listen to while I'm doing the 10th load of laundry, um, of, you know, an audiobook or something that's a, an encouraging thing. And then in terms of a family, like, um, if you're not doing like a family devotional, maybe try to, if you're building, trying to build a routine, what an awesome opportunity to build that into your homeschooling, schooling time of like, does it ha- I think too, like for me, it's like, Oh, I didn't spend an hour doing it. So it doesn't matter. Like even for teens, like a 10 minute real connection, over something that they care about 
it means a lot. It goes a long way. And so even asking your middle and high schoolers, like what, is there something you want to learn about God? Is there, is, do you have a question about his character in the midst of all of this? Like, do you see him as loving? Um, and then, you know, it could get anything from like picking one verse and reading it together to like, let's look up as many verses as we can as a family that tell us that God is loving or that God is in control or, um, I mean, that could actually be kind of a fun thing to do is, especially if you've got folks who like that kind of thing anyway, like, let's look up and find out every place we can in the Bible that tells us that God's still in control, you know? Um, but I think the big thing is don't put a lot of pressure on yourself because I can do that. I'm a list maker. I'm a to, like a to-do type person. And I can feel like, oh, gosh, I didn't get my list done. And it's like just take breaks when you need breaks and spend time with your kids. I, th- I think I, I have a friend of mine who's so good at this of trying to do something your kid likes to do, your student. Um because sometimes it's like, I don't want to play Candyland or I don't want to watch that video or that's not what I would choose as fun. Um, but maybe your teen is into something that you're not normally exposed to or interested in. And you could learn something about their world that you wouldn't normally know about your child, um, which is kind of a gift um, in the midst of it's kind of the, a positive piece of this kind of hard time. Yeah, and I think even too, like just going off of that, a really easy question to ask a middle schooler or high schooler is just to say something like, hey, what's your favorite TikTok right now? Yeah. And, and then they'll show you and maybe you even ask them, so how does TikTok work? That's and, right. And then also, I think as parents, like, yeah, we can definitely grow together spiritually and yeah, we can do some projects around the house. And I love how you see okay. the very end, how it's still also have fun together and let's, let's yeah. make memories. And I would just say, um, just if you're, if your student or if your kid says, Hey mom or Hey dad, uh, can we make a TikTok really quick? Even though yeah. maybe completely out of your comfort zone yeah, it will mean the world to them. I've, I found it really funny to be able to watch some TikTok videos of parents that have jumped in with, with their, with their child or their, yeah. their, their youth. And something I've noticed every time is how the, the, the student will always share that video to their friends. Mm. You mm-hmm. connected with them in a way that is just really special to them. And so yeah. even those simple small things such as, hey, what's your favorite TikTok video? Or being available to say yes to yeah. anything that they might ask you to do. Right. Yeah, I think it is like trying to peer into their world a little bit. And a lot of us, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was this. Most families get about 37 minutes together a day um, on average. And so I think that's, it's interesting now that we're kind of forced into this togetherness, for good or bad, um, that it is, it's it's kind of a weird time, but let's try to get that conversation in with our kids that we wouldn't have had. And, you know, again, like TikTok is definitely new to me and it's like, okay, why not explore that and figure out what it is and why has it become this big thing and, um, for that generation. And, um, so 
it, it's, it is just kind of stepping outside of yourself and out, even outside of, for me to be in a TikTok video is going to be outside my comfort zone, but I would definitely do it for my kids, you know, um, and be silly with them. I don't, this is kind of a, a, you know, I'm from North Carolina, even though I live in Chicago, but I have, um, I remember I was young, but I remember living through Hurricane Hugo. Did you ever hear about Hurricane Hugo? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So I think I was in maybe fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. And, and it was like, we were out of school for maybe a week or so, but I still have memories of that week with my family. Um, now as a mom, like I still have memories of us, like playing down at the Creek by our house and doing stuff with my dad in the yard, like right after the hurricane. And, um, and even the like puzzles and things that we did inside the house. And so again, that was only one week and we might be out this far longer than that, but here I am as an adult and I have these memories of like doing things with my brothers um, and our neighbor and stuff in the yard. Cause it was a time where we all had to pause, you know? And so I think thinking about that for your kids, not to put pressure on anybody, but your kids are going to have at least snippet memories of this season, even as like adults and especially your teens or whatever. So just thinking about even simple memories are being built um, that can be really special for down the road. Yeah. Something I love that uh, Craig Groeschel said in a podcast that he released a couple of weeks ago is he said, whenever it comes to making simple memories with my children, I always try to protect my yes, because it can be really easy for your, your child to come up to you and say, Hey dad, uh, do you want to make a TikTok video with me? Or, Hey dad, do you want to play Candyland with me or whatever it might be? It can be really easy to say, no, I can't right now. I'm busy. And mm -hmm. he's saying that one thing he's trying to do to discipline himself is to say yes. Cause like you were saying, those small little moments of mm -hmm. your child asking you to do something with them can create a lifelong memory that they'll always remember. Right. And I think for me too, cause I, again, I'm a doer. I work from home. I'm in my frame of like, this is what I need to get done in the next hour. And I'm, I need to do better about saying yes in the moment and know that like, and this is different again for, you know, a high school or something like that. But my son doesn't expect me to play for hours. You know, he really, he would, he would, he would let me play for hours with him. But if I just sit down with an intentional time and do what he wants to do for 10 or 15 or even 20 minutes, it really hits that need. Um, and he does think he's a YouTube star. So he does like making videos. <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> follow Graham on his YouTube channel. <laughs> we actually have made like a private family one just to that's have awesome. these memories with him that, you know, that's not listed, but he thinks he's like, you know, a YouTube star. So, but it's fun to do that with him. But sometimes I'm like, but I need to get dinner done or groceries put away or, and this is just in our normal life, not even during quarantine. It's like, I'm, I've seen the list of things around the house and, work or whatever. And I have to remember, okay, if I just take 15 minutes, like this is going to make his day kind of thing, um, to do that with him. But it is hard to not be on my agenda. Um, yeah, I do say no. Sometimes I told him no last night. He wanted to build this crazy big fort out of boxes in the garage. 
and it was like 15 minutes before bed and I, and I disappointed him, but I was like, bed, we're done. The day's kind of done now. And you know, and he was upset, but I'm like, we'll do it tomorrow and we will, we'll do it today. So that it's, it's not that you have to say yes every time because it wasn't the right time to do that. But I do think like just thinking about simple memories that your kids are going to take and Trey also something that you and I both talked about this week is just how, how much they're missing right now. And so students who are athletes are not playing matches and games that they would normally be at. Um, they're not preparing to go to prom soon and spring break trips and all the things that they are currently not sure they're going to get to have even up to graduation. Like those are, those are real pains and real grief. And so just that those to acknowledge that as a family, um, maybe even start getting creative about how to do some celebrations in the house, just like short term and try to project out doing something later. But I think just really being, um, I, I mean, I just think back on my senior year of high school and how exciting it was and all the things that we did, the concerts I was in, you know, whatever. And then to not be able to do any of that would be, it would be a devastating thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, as you were talking about just being disappointed and even like being devastated over certain things, um, a lot of like whenever somebody is disappointed, mm-hmm. it's so important that you pay attention to what you feed your mind. And mm-hmm. I know Romans 12, it talks about renewing your mind so that you don't conform yeah. to this world. And so it's so important that if you're trying to renew your mind, that you fill your mind with truth. And we know that truth is God's word, the Bible. So Mm -hmm. what passage comes to your mind that you would recommend sharing to a parent who might need to just have a conversation with a student who just feels really disappointed? They might even just feel angry just during this time. But what Mm -hmm. if you were to have a parent come up to you and be like, hey, Amy, what what passage do you recommend me just to kind of give to my 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 student for them just to hold on to during this time what would that passage be you know let me look I have a few in mind but I want to make sure I get the right reference but I mean I think the first thing would be to hear them and because I again I'm coming from a mom who has grieved and I think um to just really validate their grief um first I mean and I think that scripture is so important because it does, it builds our, it builds our, um, solid foundation to stand on. And I think that that's really important, um, to give scripture. But I also know, again, as someone who has walked through grief, that we don't want to quickly put a scripture on, on top of a wound that it, it actually, I talk about it Um, when I talk to some of my other friends, like my other mom, I have a community of moms who've walked through loss that I'm connected to. And it's not helpful for someone to put a bandaid on like a wound that is gushing blood. Like the bandaid's not going to actually solve the wound, I guess. So to just hear the student first and let them say it all, because that's the big thing for me about loss and grief. And I know that what I've walked through and what a student's walking through is a different thing but it's still loss. It's still a disappointment. It's still grief. It's still, you can't, you're living in confusion. All those emotions are the same. 
So I would just say first, let them get it all out. Let them be mad. Let them be frustrated. Um, let them be sad. Um, I think all of that is normal. Um, and then I think, yeah, take them to scripture. And my, the very first verse I thought of, and it's more, it is kind of a like harder verse because it's like, oh gosh, this is a calling. Um, and it's from Romans 12. I pulled it up so I wouldn't mess it up for you guys. But um, it says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then it goes on to say, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And that this is a time in our lives when we, are, we lit, we, God is calling us to offer everything at his feet. And, um, and this is, this is always the call as a Christian that we take up our cross every day. And, um, but that we are literally offering our lives as sacrifices to the Lord. Um, and again, that's hard to hear when you're in a place of hurt. So I would say, hear the student first before you would share that verse. Um, but I would definitely say at some point um, to call them out of that grief and say, but God has called us to live lives of sacrifice and suffering. And um, this is one piece of that. Um, and I think too, there are verses that um, I would really camp in the Psalms a lot um, about from Psalm 63, where his love, um, that is, a, that is a great passage. Um, Psalm 63, you God are my God and earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life and my lips will glorify you. I mean, there's so much application there of like recognizing his love is better than any event that got canceled. Um, that um, even in the midst of sorrow, my lips will glorify you. There's so much application there. Um, I love so. that. That's so, that's so, so helpful. Hey, before we wrap up this episode, yeah. is there any, any, anything else you'd like to share? Any resources that you would recommend given to any parents? I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but I've noticed this past week, a lot of things going around that are free, um, that some different sites that you normally have to like subscribe to or pay a fee, um, for the app or whatever, they're kind of offering some free, um, access because of this crisis. And so I will try to put a list together, everything from like, I've seen even for like all the grownups and maybe even some high schoolers that some Ivy league courses from like Harvard and Yale are going to be free that you can do online. If you're, if you're that studious, um, everything to like here in Chicago, the Lincoln park zoo is, um, doing like live visits with the animals, which I thought was super cool. Um, I don't know if they're doing it daily, but I can pull some of those like resources to get everything from like fun things to educational things. I saw that Sally Lloyd-Jones, who wrote the Jesus Storybook Bible, is doing um, live readings on her channel. And then I just saw before we got on here that Joanna and Chip Gaines are doing like family challenges um, on their channel um, that everyone can participate in. And it, it's not like, okay, now you have to do all this hard stuff. Like the one today, I think, was make chocolate chip cookies. So, um, and I think they were doing activities and challenges on there. So I can try to pull some stuff together. I think for me, just having a plan, like I'm, this is the one thing we might get done today um, is helpful. So 
I, you know, there were an unprecedented time. So I think just let's all give ourselves lots and lots of grace. And like I said, yesterday was not a great day for our family. Today's been better. And I think that's just going to be real life that we all kind of have to be okay. That like the morning not might not go well and the afternoon might go fine. You know, we do like a fresh start in our family that if we have like a bad moment, Graham was getting in the habit of saying, it's just been a bad day. And I was like, buddy, every, you can have a fresh start. We can just stop and pray right now and have a fresh start. And like, let's start over and like keep moving forward. Like God's mercies are new, right? So <laughs> yeah, every, morning. Uh, every morning, every morning. Well, there's, um, there's another, there's another resource that I just came across from one of my buddies. His name is Pastor Lanning. You can find him on YouTube. And he just released a full Bible walkthrough three days ago. And so there's 72 videos that are eight minutes long and he just walked through the whole Bible and it's really good. So if you're, if your student might be binge watching on Netflix or (laughs) things on Disney plus and Mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out how can they consume more of the Bible and a better understanding of it, I highly would recommend those, those videos on YouTube. Well, Hey Amy, do you mind just praying for us to close us out? I'd be happy to. Thanks, Trey. <clears throat> God, we, um, we come to you just um, humbly. Um, we do know that from scripture, we can rely on you, that you are unchanging in times that are so changing and so uncertain that we can look to scripture for your character, that it is always steady. And um, you are always loving, always good, always sovereign. We don't have to worry about your character changing in this time. Nothing is outside of your control. And we thank you that that can help us sleep, help our anxieties go down. And God, we do beg you for clear solutions to this global epidemic. God, we are lost in a way in this crazy time. I pray for the leaders of the world and the scientists and the doctors and those who are the decision makers that they would do the very best things for the the whole world. Heal those who are sick, protect us, God, from this going further. We pray, God, that you would give us all wisdom beyond our experience. We pray, God, that your presence would be near. We know that Jesus, you, um, you say that your presence is our good and your nearness is our good. And I pray, God, that you would be so near to each of these families going through hard times. I pray, God, that you would help us to all be creative in our generosity to help those who already are out of paychecks and um, help us to be united in you, Jesus. And we love you, God, and we pray that salvation would spring up from the ground in the midst of this very hard time. In Jesus' name, amen. That was great. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Amy as she just gave us some great tips and advice as families, as we might be stuck at the house for the next couple of days, weeks, or even months. A few things that she said that really stood out to me was how important it is to remember that you can always hit the restart button throughout your day. That if your day is going really rough, that you can just immediately stop and look at your family and say, you know what, we're going to start things over today. It's a new day and we're going to hit the refresh button but also how important it is to be able to make memories with your family. So yes, it's important that we go on walks together or even grow in the word, but also that we make funny memories such as dancing TikTok videos. 
So I hope you guys are, have a great, great, great rest of your day. But yeah, so thanks for chiming in. See you next time.